show here on Faith FM. You are joined by myself, Lawson. We've got Nikita in the studio as well. And when it's come time for our next quiz question. Yes, let's take it away. According to Romans 14, 11, whose knee will bow before the Lord? Mm. Is it A, the Christian knee? B, the humble knee? C, the sinner's knee? Or D, every knee? Mm, hey, if you know the answer to that one, 0491-064-669. Nikita, tell us about this board game, The Wisdom of oh, Solomon. Oh, Wisdom of Solomon. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting one, considering you can basically turn into your own government system. You're working as a team to try and build the whole landscape and workplace yeah. that Solomon built back in the day. You can act as if you were in those Bible times and you gain the wisdom of Solomon over time. It's a two to five player <laughs> game. <laughs> I would hope so. That's awesome. <laughs> and it's just trying to organize the place, organize the time, as well as building up a whole world where you have the wisdom of Solomon, eventually, yeah. with friends and family. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. No, this is this is an <laughs> epic board game. Thank you for that. I kind of sprung that on you a bit, but <laughs> it was it was it's great. No, this is a fantastic prize. We want to give it to you absolutely for free. It's a beautiful board game, so beautifully illustrated. I as love well. the colors. Like it's it's we've got it in the studio, and it's not like yeah, it doesn't look bad. That, that's oh. all. I, that's all I can say. You know, it, and it's high quality stuff. We've got the connoisseur of board games in the studio, like who has got us this one. So it's got to be good. Whoever wins it tomorrow, we need to just ask them if it's okay if we just rip it open and play it once before we send it to them. <laughs> yeah. We're, 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 <laughs> that's so good. We're just And then it and then it just never goes. It, and then it It's just, a trial run. Yeah, that's right. We're, we're testing it for you, that that classic. Like, hey, let me test your food. You know, we're, we're doing some, some cup bearing here. We're like, hey, we'll make sure it's not poisonous or yeah. whatever it may be. Uh, just another slice. Yeah, I, don't, like, I don't know if that slice will be any good for you. Like, hey, maybe it'll be really boring and we're saving you the time. <laughs> nah, it won't be. It, it'll be amazing, guys. You want this prize, 0491-064-669. Can you go through those options again for the quiz for yes, us? Yes. According to Romans 14.11, Whose knee will bow before the Lord? Is it A, the Christian knee, B, the humble knee, C, the sinner's knee, or D, every knee? Mm, 0491-064-669. Oh, you've got a bunch of text messages coming through, which I think are fantastic. First one here from Chris. He says, good morning, team. Lawson, have you heard of the CBDC? Little Light Studios has a YouTube clip about this and cryptocurrency. Very interesting. It stands for Central Bank Digital Currency. I think I've watched it. I I know Little Light Studios. I know they put out some really fantastic content. Mm. I haven't seen this in particular, but I don't know if they're, they're talking enough or talking about, well, if they're usually in the Christian space talking about decentralized or maybe not decentralized currency, but talking about digital currency or, or cashless society is yeah. usually looked upon negatively. Yeah. And I, I think for, for good reasons, you know, we've, we've had that conversation here on the breakfast show, I'm I I'm a little bit more balanced. I kind of live a cashless life right now. Like I haven't <laughs> yeah. I I haven't. It's it's been two and a half years now that I haven't had a wallet because what? everything is on my phone. My license oh, is on no. my phone. My my money is on my phone. Everything's there. Uh, I I don't necessarily think that that 
is, uh, you know, just, just looking at the climate of our world and, you mm. know, I, I don't necessarily think that's the best way to go potentially in the future. And, and uh, maybe thinking that I need to cross that bridge when I get there also isn't the best way to think about it, but Hey, we'll see, you know, mm. we pray, we think about it. We'll, we'll go from there. Hey, got a, another text message coming in here from, from, I'm going to pronounce this Lordess, Lord, Lords, Lords or Lordess, Lords. Lords, he says, completely agree. We need to have a set of structure for the day. Mm. Uh, I make lists and write down the most simple things to make me feel I have accomplished them and I've crossed them as I complete them. I also prepare my lunch and clothes for the next day and the night before, as your presenter said, I, I did, you know, you know, do it before, sorry, do it straight after dinner. So good on just right after eat dinner. Lord's here, eats dinner, and then just gets straight into it, which is cool. Like, just before bed, gets it done, which I think is fantastic. Absolutely. You get that energy out, and then you're just like, I'm ready to go to sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Because once you have that cooking mood and all the food in the air, you sleep to a nice scent in the air, too. Well, that's the thing. You know, it's really easy to do after you eat Mm. a meal is either sleep slash scroll. Like, it's so easy. And usually you get into that because, like – if I'm not eating food with people, I find it like I find it almost difficult to eat food without mm. doing something else, right? Like yeah. so, whether it's reading or whether it's watching something, or and then and then you finish eating and then you just stay in that space, and it's like, hey, I could be using this energy that's prolonging my sleep to be able to set myself up for the next day. So that's really fantastic, and and it sounds well disciplined. As, as well. Wayne writes in, he says, good morning. Uh, just as I prepare everything for Sabbath on Friday. So there's no stress or panic getting ready for the Sabbath day during the week. I prepare myself in the evening. So there is no stress or panic of running late for the day. It works for me, saves me 30 minutes every morning. And I don't have to think because it's already prepared. This is some fantastic advice. That's the real. That's the that's the real reason I asked this question. Is I just Mm. I just needed advice. I just I'm going to try and implement these things, guys. Thank you so much. Hey, it's golden. If you have any routines or plans or you know things that really help you to get through, then give us a text message at zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Or maybe you need some advice as well. You have some questions for Jennifer Mm. Skews on on the ways to order your your life and the things that you need to do. Again, that number zero four nine one. Zero six four six six nine. Awesome stuff. Thank yous for the text messages that are coming through, guys. Hey, we're going to get into the Bible now. We're going to get yes. into the book of Psalms and particularly the topic, the Lord is a refuge in adversity. The Lord is a refuge in adversity. Nikita, what do you think that means? What, what does that mean to you? The Lord Ooh. is our refuge in adversity. It's... A beautiful image that pops up into my head. You've got it's a kind of like one of those old fashioned, <laughs> very late like 18th century European um, castles, mm. and you can just run into those stony buildings and know that that building won't collapse on you. And knowing the idea of having the Lord as a refuge is like I can always run to Him and He will cover me and He will be my shield and nothing yeah, can wow. break that shield. That's powerful. Oh yourself? man, you're 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 thinking of a castle of protection. <laughs> yeah. That's that's really cool. Like I I think of the Lord as my as my refuge. I always think of like the refugee situation. Mm. Like I think of you know a, a, like 
feeling stateless, feeling homeless, feeling like lost and empty and yeah. with without clear direction because of the trials and the difficulties of the world. Like a refugee becoming stateless because of their uh, their difficulties in their home country and finding that security, like mm. they like uh, whether it's oh man, I read or listened to a fantastic book. Yep, a fantastic book over the summer break. Mm-hmm. It's called Defying Jihad by Esther Ahmad, and it is such a good book. Like it's about this girl, this woman from Pakistan who becomes pretty much like a refugee in, she ends up becoming a refugee in Malaysia after she converts to Christianity from Islam. She's actually, was on the way to becoming a suicide bomber. Essentially, She was considering doing that. And she came from a very zealous Muslim family in Mm. Pakistan. And then like made the decision to become Christian after like studying the Bible in conjunction with the Quran Mm. together, studied it through was like, no, the Bible is true. Jesus is true. All this stuff. And then like just such a hectic story. So I don't want to spoil the whole thing. I can thing. imagine. Like, I need to get that book. <laughs> like it's amazing. But hearing her story of how, so she ends up in Malaysia mm. uh, and you know, you could maybe, maybe I'm spoiling it a little bit, but no, you need to get into like all the details of her story. It's amazing. Yeah. But she ends up in Malaysia as a refugee and, and her and her husband and her child wait there for 10 years, essentially waiting to to get re- to receive refugee status and to be mm. uh, to be placed in a certain country. Gotcha. And during that time, there was that kind of instability and that insecurity. It was a little bit better, but then finally, once they get that status and they end up in the United States, it was like all of a sudden they they felt firm, they felt planted. They were like, "Yes, this is who we are. This is who I am. This is where I'm going. This is what I what I do." You're listening to the Breakfast Show. Connect with us on 0491-064-669. And so, yeah, that's the images that comes to my mind with the idea that the Lord is my refuge. So just being yeah. completely empty, being lost, you know, being in danger, and mm. it's in him that we find safety and security Absolutely. from our needs and our diff- well, from from the difficulties that we have. Not that things necessarily becomes easier, mm. but we are more secure. Definitely. It actually, um, when you talked about um, God is a, our refuge in that sense in adversity, it actually made me think of a song that I really love listening to. Oh, yeah. Um, Not My Home by Luke Bauer is actually something that he's just like, earth isn't my home. Like, mm. I know I'm made for a greater place to be with you in heaven mm. um, with God. So, like, Eden is to be my place of refuge with you. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess we have so much to look forward to in terms of a new state, mm. you know. Uh, and Oh, man, if I can just reflect <laughs> on, on the, actually on the Esther Ahmed story, it's like whilst she was in Malaysia with her husband and her kid, it's like she had escaped like literally death mm. in Pakistan, but still like there was this constant looming while, while they're in Malaysia – there's a looming anxiety yeah. of, oh man, like we, we have a place where we're going. Mm. We have a direction that we're heading, but we're in this holding stage. Like we have confidence that it's going to happen eventually, but it's dragging, it's taking time. There's certain difficulties, financial difficulties that they come across. And yeah. and even even Malaysia is like not a Christian country, it's mm-hmm. an Islamic country as well. And she talks about some of the difficulties that she faced there. Yeah. And 
what is amazing is that they, you know, they end up getting to the United States. But I, I see her story as a little bit of a of a parable for us. It's like mm. we in this world are given to sin. We're completely in death and destruction. We're in the we're in the jaws of death. You know, yes, we're in the grave. We're we're living dead essentially. But Jesus saves us. Um, he gives us salvation. But still, we're not out of the woods yet. You could say because we're still in this world mm. full of sin. Definitely. And we have something great to look forward to. Yes. We have heaven to look forward to. But the amazing thing is that God isn't our refuge when we see Jesus coming in the clouds. Mm -hmm. God is our refuge today. Yes, here Uh, and now. Despite the anxieties of maybe not having money or Mm. financial trouble or woes with families or in relationships or whatever it may be, we can find security in Christ, despite Mm. the insecurity around us. Let's read some verses about this. Let's go to Psalm chapter 17. We'll start there. Psalm 17, and we'll start in verse 6. Verse 6. And probably read through to verse 9, if you can get that for us. Okay, getting it up right now. Mm. Okay. Psalm 17, we're going to start in verse 6. This psalm was actually written, it was a prayer of Mm. David that he, he wrote out a beautiful song here. I'm going to get that for us. Yes, got it. And I'll be reading it in the New King James Version today. Mm. I have called upon you, for you will hear me, O God. Incline your ear to me and hear my speech. Show your marvelous loving kindness by your right hand. O you who save those who trust in you from those who rise up against them. Keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me under the shadow of your wings from the wicked one who oppresses me from my deadly enemies who surround me. Oh, powerful stuff. Hey, I, I love here. Like, you know, when we talk about deadly enemies surrounding us in today's mm. context, I think, you know, people talk about the, the enemy of procrastination, <laughs> say, or, or the enemy of, uh, of a bad influence or, mm. or the enemy of, of lust or the enemy, like we, particularly here in the West, you know, yes. we are, we, we are surrounded by temptation more than anything else. Whereas in David times, when he's saying, like, from my deadly enemies who surround me, he's talking quite literally. I think, mm. well, both, but definitely literally as well. Yeah. Like, like he is surrounded by people who are aiming at his life. And, and kings and whatnot of those particular times were often quite paranoid mm. uh, because they had a high and esteemed position. And, you know, it, it really is... Uh, in in the case of say a, a Julius Caesar, you know, it really is one knife to the back, or several knives in his case. Yes, uh, that that can get you done in a in a in a corner of your palace where you know you don't don't uh, didn't <laughs> see it coming. Like yep, and so that's why like kings at that time would have like cupbearers, for example. Mm. So Nehemiah was the cupbearer for king i believe it was artaxerxes or one of the one of the xerxes or ahasuerus or mm. one of the, one of those guys uh nehemiah was the cupbearer and it was his job to like make sure that the king's food wasn't poisoned mm-hmm. and to you know give him his food and to make sure it was made well and whatnot so yeah. that, and he was one of the most trusted people in the kingdom um those enemies surrounding him there are far off they're quite close they're everywhere mm. david knows this he yes. knows this, he's experienced this, but also he's reflecting spiritually too. He says, from the wicked one who mm. oppresses me, who, who oppresses from, from the wicked 
Well, he, well, he says the wicked, sorry, who oppresses me. So yes. it's like those who are evil, those who are trying to to bring him harm. He's mm. like, Lord, protect me. Um, keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me under the shadow of your wings. And so I think what, what I think is beautiful here is that there's not necessarily a change in location mm. that can happen for David. Like he, yeah. he's on this earth. He's in the kingdom. Like he's, he's the king. He's part of it. He can't change that. That's his life. That's his lot. Mm-hmm. But what's beautiful is that he, he asked for protection. Despite yes. that. He's like, Lord, be over me, protect me, hide me. Yeah. And it's, it's the fascinating thing because like he's in such a high position and yes, you've got all these people who basically are planning your death, trying to kill you and everything Yikes. in that sort of yeah. sense. But you're in the highest position and when coming to God, you have to humble yourself to be able to actually reach out going like, I need your help. I, I need you to help me here in this situation because I trust in you. Mm. Like the very fact that um, David says, uh, oh, you who save those who trust in you. It's just a beautiful factor where like when we have a relationship with God, we end mm. up learning how to trust him in our day-to-day situation. Mm. And mm. he saves us. He, he God works in his way to do his will and we in and also learn in that process to trust God, to give our anxieties to God. Like in mm. uh, one of the letters that Peter wrote, cast your anxieties, cast your burdens mm. upon um, Jesus. And it's a beautiful thing that that's available for us in everyday situations. This is annoying me. Oh, my procrastination. Dang, Jesus, I need help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, because... It's such a biblical aspect in life to do everything with all that we can do, whatever energy that we have in the day. If you didn't sleep well and you've got 50% of 100% that you Mm. would normally have, well, that 50% is 100% of the day. And Mm. if you ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit and to work forward and continue in throughout the day with the tasks you've got at hand, Mm. sometimes he actually gives you more energy than you actually physically have and it's only by his strength that we're able to complete these things too yeah absolutely like it's it's really his wanting to work in i love one of the words you say use the word humble yes like humble yourself before god like for before he humble yourself before him and it's funny that like david writing these psalms and throughout his life and, and there were some slip-ups in mm. his life and there were some points where he falls short and i'm not just talking about david and Bathsheba either but particularly as he got older he often ran into the problem of a lack of humility mm. uh, and a struggle. Uh, and the the action that really represents that is just before he dies, he numbers the nation of, of Israel. And the reason is to kind of prove and to show, like at that time it was this great, amazing empire that he had worked very hard to establish. But also at the same time, like God, it was, it was really God's work. Yeah. Uh, yet he was trying to give the glory to himself. And, mm. and so we know he had these issues, but he knew in his heart, like David knew he understood. He's like humbling myself to rely on God is the only way that I can succeed. And if we reflect, you know, later down the line in mm. terms of the Kings of Israel, and I think of the last couple of Kings of Israel, like, like Jehoiakim and Jehoiachin yeah. and these guys who just, were terrible, like just just some awful guys. Uh, yeah, the the kings of Judea, and the reason they were awful is that they were in quite dire situations. The kingdom was not thriving, but they refused to fall before God and mm. humble themselves and ask for help. Like they wouldn't give God their heart, they wouldn't give God their lives. Like they just 
refuse to. And so I think there's definitely a lesson for us there. It's like we actually, in times of need and in times of trouble, we need to humble ourselves, stop pretending like we've got it under control. We don't. Go to Jesus, fall before him and ask him to be with us. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Let's have our last quiz question here. Okay, finish this verse. Quote, a friend loveth. There's three more words after Yeah, that. blank, blank, blank. Yes. Let us know what those are. 0491-064-669. We've got a, got a reference there as well to help you guys out. Proverbs 1717. 17. Uh, I'm sure something significant happened on that year, 1717. I just have no idea what it is. Hey, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Finish the verse. A friend loveth blank blank blank. You're listening to the breakfast show here on Faith FM, and uh, I was going to ask you the question. Yes, because you had said to me before we started the Bible study, you were like, "Oh, one of my favorite verses is part of our Bible study today." Yes, and so I, I just wanted to ask you which one it was, so we can read it. Like I want, I want to get into because we have a a bit of a smorgasbord. Mm-hmm. Of of verses, but yeah, let's Smokers let's get into some of the favorites. Mine's Psalm ninety one verse four, um, and it says, "He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler." Yeah, that's powerful. It's just so it makes me think of a mother hen. Like when she's got all her chicks and they all rush under her wings because it's raining and downpouring and they're just like, I want the sun, but it's raining. So I'm going to stay under your feathers because they give mm. a layer of protection and so they don't get drenched in the wet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, that's a beautiful image, I think, of God's protection. Actually, let's read through that Psalm 91. Let's go from verse 1. Yeah. Let's read to like, say, verse 7. Verse 7? Uh, yeah, verse 1 to verse, maybe verse 7, verse 8, something like okay, that. Okay, yeah. I'll go to verse 8. Mm. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in Him I will trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. Mm. He shall cover you with His feathers and under His wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and the, and see the reward of the wicked. Mm. Wow, powerful stuff here. Yes. Like the care of God, I think really shines through. And like, as a, as a, as a, you gave the example as like chicks running under the mm. wings of a, of a mom to shield <laughs> them from the rain. And it would be Jesus himself yes. who would say something like this and actually very much reflects the, the love and the care that he had for Israel and the unfortunate rejection that they would, uh, that mm. would, that they would bring against him that, I mean, lasts until this day amongst the majority of the Jewish community. And Absolutely. It, it's interesting. Though. I, I I remember last year I went down to Melbourne and then I had a flight on the way back. You know, we did AYC down mm. there, which is an amazing conference for young people. Uh, on the way back, came came back and I was sitting on a plane with a with a Jewish guy. 
Mm-hmm. And um, I, I didn't really know he was Jewish at first. Like, he didn't have, like, the, the curly hair things. You didn't have, like, a phylactery or, or a dreidel or anything like that. You know, he did, like, he, he didn't – it wasn't very obvious until yeah. I'm, like, sitting beside him. Mm-hmm. And I actually – I was listening to a sermon, and I remember, like, I was, like, kind of crying <laughs> a little bit. Like, I had, like, tears in my eyes <laughs> to the point where I, like, put my hood on. Because I'm, like, listening yeah. to a powerful sermon. And I'm, like, tearing up, man. I'm, like – this is hectic house. Mm-hmm. And then um, I'm like, well, I'm listening to the sermon. I look over and I see this guy reading the Bible in Hebrew. Hey. He was actually, I think he was reading Psalms 97. We're in Psalm 91. He was mm. reading like Psalms 97 in Hebrew. And I had done Hebrew the previous semester. Mm-hmm. You've just done Hebrew, yes. Nikita. And I'm like, wow. Like, and I'm like, I have to have a conversation <laughs> with this guy. It was like 20 minutes before the flight ended, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But um. I'm like, oh, you're reading in Hebrew. I just did a semester of Hebrew. And we started talking and, uh, you know, told him. He's like, oh, where'd you go to uni? I'm like, oh, Avondale. He's like, oh, yeah, Seventh Adventist. You know, good, good stuff happened down there. Da, da, da. And we, had a, <laughs> we had a really good convo. And then mm. he just goes to me, you know, I was, in, I was in the temple the other day. And, and I've just, you know, I've just been reading, reading the Old Testament, reading the New Testament. And, yeah. And I can just, like, I don't have a problem with Jesus being the Messiah. Like, I just really think, like, I don't have an issue with that. I I think that if anyone could be, it's him. And I know that we reject him. Like, Judaism as an institution rejects Mm. Jesus. But more and more I'm talking to people and when we observe Jesus and when we look at him, like, we see a savior. And this person was not only, like, religiously Jewish, mm. like very religiously Jewish, yep. but they were ethnically Jewish as well. So they've gotcha. got those ties yes. back to their history and to the Holy Land and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. And, and it was also, you know, having conversations with this person too. They were not pro-Zionist as well, I mm-hmm. think, which is, I, I think, yeah, I think there are many Jews who aren't Zionist necessarily. They're not fighting for the Holy Land or whatnot yeah. anymore. They They see a bigger picture of a temple in heaven and, and those kinds of things. But this guy, he's like, yeah, man, like Jesus is, he, he, and, and he's telling me, he's like, you know, I'm part of my tabernacle choir. Mm. And he's like, I was talking to one of my choir mates the other day and he just turns to me quietly. He's like, I've been reading the book of revelation and it's a very Jewish book. Yeah. And, and I just, I think that, and, and they're just talking and he's like more and more of us as Jews are just realizing like Jesus is probably the Messiah. And one of the things, one of the ways that they see that mm-hmm. is the great care that he claims to have for them. He's like, mm. man, Jesus really came and tried to help us and we killed him. Like yeah. we, we rejected him. Like we hung him on a cross. Mm-hmm. He gave, he gave his life and, and they read the, the testimony and the, you know, the, the testaments, the new Testament. Yeah. They read how Jesus, you know, hung on the cross and he said, forgive them for they know not what they do. Yes. And, and they reflect on those passages again, like like in the book of Luke. And also some of the themes we're seeing here that God is like a mother hen wanting to gather mm. the chicks under. Jesus, he says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, yes. how I wanted to gather you under my wings. Mm-hmm. Like a hen covers her chicks, chicks, but, you know, like you've rejected me. Mm-hmm. They see that and they're like, wow, Jesus really cared. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus, God really cared. Jesus really loved us. He's probably the Messiah. And it was a very interesting conversation. That, I was like, yes. amen. And, yes. and it was cool. We prayed together. And then we're sitting in the plane. And before he got up, actually, uh, he he prayed over me. He prayed like the Lord's, the, like the, the blessing, mm-hmm. like the Lord yeah. bless you and he keep you. And he did it in Hebrew first. And then he did it in oh, English. Oh, bless. And it was cool. Everyone was like standing up around us. 
and he's like praying over me and Derek all kind of looking at us and I was, I was fine. But I was yeah. like, man, praise God. Like he's like unashamed about his faith in the Lord. Mm. And he was on a journey, this guy coming to a place where he's like, I, I want to, I can see that Jesus loves me. I can see that Jesus cares for me. And it's because of that love and that care as a Jew, he's being compelled to come close to Jesus. And I think for us, if we know and we understand, like God is our refuge, Mm -hmm. we will want to come close to him. It is only our shame Mm -hmm. and our pride that can keep us from his care and his love. Absolutely. So, yeah, let's go to him. Uh, Definitely. And that's where we need that childlike faith. Like Mm. when we're children – and we do something wrong, we go, we go to our parents. If we don't know something, we can do investigation or sometimes as a child, I remember pulling my parents to just like, come with me, I don't know what to do. Mm. <laughs> and that's what Jesus calls us to come to him as a child like that. Mm, absolutely. Hey, Simon, Simon writes in, he says, Jesus is so good, great controver- great conversation. <laughs> uh, listening in from Adelaide. Thank you so much, Simon. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Joined by myself, also got Dakita in the studio, we've got producer Shell, getting it done, living her best life. Whoop, uh, Shell, just, how are you this morning, <laughs> Shell? I never, I, you know, we always ask, you know, who is mm. who's the producer, but never ask how's the producer. How are you? Good. Are you good? Yeah. You well? All is well. What are you grateful for this morning? Uh, ooh. No, you just caught me off guard. <laughs> yeah. See, this is why I'm not a breakfast host. <laughs> <laughs> How do you answer on the fly like that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm just, I'll say my grandbabies. I'd say that all the time, probably. But yeah, had had the two girls earlier this week, and mm-hmm. it was a, a great day. And then got a great video of my grandson the other day of him just Aww. cacking himself, laughing. And just, <laughs> Makes my week. Oh, that's so good. Oh, you shout out the grandkids. You know what? It's mm. also that's what's also awesome is that you're a young grandparent, Shell. Like, yeah, which is she's great. Tuesday mornings, I don't feel very young. <laughs> <laughs> we have the grand granddaughters every Monday, and then we take them back Tuesday morning before I come here. Mm. So it's an oh, early day. Yeah. But yeah, the whole, I get home from work on Tuesday and the house is trash still. And the, yeah, it's like, <laughs> okay, put everything together. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I'm, yeah, it's, I'm, I don't think I could do it every day again. Like I did when I, when I had my own kids. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, that's a good thing. You just give them back. Hey, they, they, they came the from best. you. That's like the they, it's your responsibility. <laughs> hey, you're listening to the breakfast show this morning. Hey, if you're a parent or a grandparent, hey, let us know your, your blessings of having to clean up after them, whether it was a fun or, a, or whether you're getting sick of it or tired of it or let us know. Hey, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Let's go through some of the answers for our quiz yes. today. And yeah, congratulations everyone to who got stuff correct. Let's mm. let's see let's see. Let's see. Where okay. It was what land was Jacob and his family living in when the famine came? Lawson. Oh, it was in the land of Canaan actually. So it it was really interesting. They had established themselves in the promised land. Mm-hmm. But yeah, because of a great famine, they end up in Egypt and that kind of sets up the events for the Exodus. Absolutely. And it, it's really interesting when you read that in the Bible, like you read the end of Genesis and Jacob dies and mm. it's really beautiful. And Joseph passes away. Joseph is like this man of great status in Egypt. Mm-hmm. And then you read the end of Genesis and the beginning of Exodus. And it's like, 
but the pharaoh, the new, like, yes. years had passed, it, but the pharaoh did not know Joseph. And it's like, bum, bum, bum. And then, like, <laughs> season two comes in. It's like a cliffhanger. <laughs> season two comes in. It's it's really cool stuff. It's it's really, really powerful. Absolutely. It's very yeah, interesting. Yeah, they're, they're in Canaan, and then they went back to uh, Egypt. Yes. Now, which book tells of the travels and works of the apostles? Your favorite My book? My favorite book, the book of Acts. So powerful, so good. Just seeing the stories of... Uh, well, it starts off mostly focusing on Peter and then transfers mm. to focus on Paul. You have the work yes. domestically in Judea and then moving into the work in the rest of the world. And I think there's just so much to be learned from that. The stories mm. are so encouraging as well. Absolutely. Like, uh, I, I love it so much. So, yeah, the book of Acts, amazing. Got another Fantastic. next question here. Yes. Which book written by John is the only book in the New Testament to not use the name Jesus? John 3. Yeah. Sorry, third epistle of John. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not John chapter 3, not... but the third epistle <laughs> the third of John. Epistle. But quite a short. It says God, but it does not say Jesus. That's right. Yes. Yeah. So it's, well, we've got like Esther in the Old Testament, which is like the, mm. the it's like you don't hear, it's like, I think it's one of the only books where there's no voice of God or no kind of um, instruction that comes from God or. or no reference to God ref- in Esther, I think. Reference. Yeah. yeah. And it's, uh, it says God. Apart from prayer. In the yeah. John, but it does not say Jesus. Does not say Jesus. So yeah, but it's a powerful book. Amazing advice to all the believers. Mm-hmm. Number four here it says, according to Romans fourteen eleven, whose knee will bow before the Lord? Every knee will bow before Every the Lord. Every knee, yeah. And yes. and the point that it's making there is, it's both the saved and the lost mm-hmm. will bow before the Lord. And, and it, it, this is at the the conclusion of judgment, essentially. Yes. And that even those who are lost will say. Lord, you are correct for deeming us to be lost. Mm. Um, we have made the decisions. We have put ourselves in this position. You've done everything to save us. And so even we bow to you in respect. And then finally here, a friend loveth. At all times. Amen. Yeah, a good friend loves at all times. And that's exactly what God does. And that's what Jesus does for us. And what a friend we have in Jesus. He loves us mm. at all times time and have some just final text messages to mm-hmm. wrap up the show this morning that have been sent in Fesley Stewart writes in he says great to hear your voices a great addition to cornflakes on banana cornflakes banana and mango with a drizzle of honey just that that's how he kickstarts the day it's sure he's like yeah sounds that's, like a good breakfast to me wait that Very sounds amazing healthy. I'm I'm a maple syrup guy usually mm. over honey I love maple syrup but that sounds that sounds awesome I'm not usually a mango guy either but uh, look, it, it sounds really good. Also, uh, I love here we've got a text message from Michael. He says, your story, and it was a story about the Jewish guy that mm. I met on the plane who was just saying, look, I can just see how much the Messiah, like Jesus could be the Messiah because of how much he cares for us and what yes. he's given for us. Michael wrote, wrote in, your story has brought me to tears. It's wonderful. Uh, and then Simon writing in as well. You have so many encouraging words for us, the listeners. Well, thank you guys for, for texting in. And that's power. You know, we are we are trying to talk faith, live faith, and act mm. faith here on The Breakfast Show. We're trying to give positively different content, positively different radio, and, and lift up Christ. And, hey, what we want to leave you with is some encouraging words. I've got a book here, Words from Jesus by Sarah Jarvis. This is getting into some of the statements that Jesus made, unpacking them how beautiful and amazing they are. We want to give you this absolutely for free. You don't need to answer any questions. All you need to do is be the first person to text book to 0491 
064-669. Guys, have a fantastic day. And go to Christ. Go under his wings and, uh, yeah, live for him. Have a blessed day. God be with you till we meet again. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.